welcome. This is a message from Victory Church. We trust you'll be inspired and encouraged by today's message. Thank you very much. You may be seated. Thank you, Musos. That was fantastic. And Tony, I really want to thank you for explaining what a cassette tape is for us younger ones. Uh, otherwise, we would have been none the wiser. So I appreciate that. That's good. How's everyone doing tonight? Good. It's great to be here. It's always a privilege to share the Word of God with you. Uh, and I've got one promise for you tonight. I promise you that I'll be brief. I'm going to be very quick tonight because I actually want to get home. I get home because I want to watch something on TV. There's a show I want to catch. There's a show called The Voice. A few of you have seen it as well, hey? Who's into it? You like it, hey? You've enjoyed it? Okay, so I promise you I'll be nice and quick. Who, who do you like? Who's uh, some of the artists that you like? You guys. Can I? Jimmy Barnes. Can I tell you, there was, I don't mind the show. The show's all right. Um, but are people that easily manipulated? I wasn't going to say this, but I will. With the blind girl. I mean, really? I mean, she... Come on. Was she really that good? I was talking to some big burly soccer dads yesterday, and they were going, oh, but she, she could sing and she was blind. It was just beautiful. It's like... I don't know. Really? Is it like, I don't know that mutually exclusive, are they? I mean, they're sorry people want to stab me. I know I'm going to lose you. I don't know. I just don't think that was all impressive. Look, if she sang live blind and then drove home, I'd be, I'd be impressed. Um, but the fact that she, anyway, I don't know. It's just me. I'm a bit harsh like that. There's something else before you throw something at me completely. Um, something else wrong with that show as well. Can I tell you what that is? It's called The Voice. But my voice ain't there. The voice is not going to be there. Australia doesn't know what it's missing out on. I tell you, the one voice. I'm actually not being funny now. I'm actually preaching the word of God to you right now. The one voice that should be there isn't going to be there. However, I was going to uh, audition. I was going to go on the show. Uh, I thought about it. But then I heard another voice. I heard another voice in my head, I heard the voice of my year 10 music teacher, who, when I once auditioned for the uh, school musical, listened to me for three seconds and said, next! And I just, oh, I finished my note. See, that didn't sound too bad, did it? And I'm there, what's the matter? What's wrong? What, what, what did I do wrong? And she said, you're tone deaf. You're just tone deaf. And she heard me for, that's how bad I must be. <laughs> she heard one note. She said that I was tone deaf and said, out you go, next. So I was traumatized. How cruel and how untrue is that? I mean, come on. My voice will be revealed one day as the voice. I just know it. But can I confess something to you as well? Is that her, her voice is not the only voice that I hear. Sometimes I do hear other voices in my head. Can I confess that? Don't act like you don't. Come on, am I the only one that's, that's that loony? I mean, is that that bad? I hear voices in my head sometimes. Come on, at least I didn't say I see dead people. Right? Come on. <laughs> then we'd all be in trouble. That's another sermon altogether. But it's true. I, sometimes I hear voices in my head. I hear the voices of mean old teachers. And sometimes I hear the voices 
of my wife in my head. Sometimes, every now and again, I'm going to do something that I shouldn't do. I hear my wife talking to me in my head. Every time that I'm going to do a handyman job, every time I hear her voice in my head saying, don't bother, ring dad, you're going to stuff it up. You don't even know how to use a hammer. So it's like, well, a couple of years ago, I wanted to build a little puppy door. We had a little puppy. I had all the measurements, you know, so I had to build this tiny, tiny little puppy door. She's saying, don't bother, ring that. I know what I'm doing, don't worry. So I was going to build this little puppy door. Did I say this little puppy door for my little dog? By the time I finished, it was big enough for two grown men to fit through it. Um, So maybe I should have listened to her voice in my head. I don't know. Sometimes, to this day, I finish all my food, even if I'm full, even if I can't put anything else in because I hear the voice of my parents, waste not, want not. So even if I'm so full, I'm still, I can't eat anything else and I'm going to leave a bit of chicken behind, I hear the voice in my head, waste not, want not. So I like, oh God, I better eat this. You know? But anyway, so I hear voices, come on, don't tell me no one else hears voices in their heads. Come on, I'm not, I'm not all that alone here in this, surely. I mean, sometimes we do hear those voices, sometimes they're a little bit unpleasant, Sometimes a little bit unhelpful. Sometimes they may be a little bit encouraging. Sometimes they may be completely useless. I don't know. Like the voice of the media that always shouts at us to buy this, to be happy, to go on that holiday, to buy all these insurances. I mean, come on. You insure pets these days. You, know, you insure your income in case you lose it. You insure your sports car. Uh, you know, if it wasn't for them, we would insure everything. Sometimes these voices just yell at us continuously, constantly. That's why... We need to become more and more a people that can hear the one and most important voice of all. Yeah. The voice that constantly tries to get drained out from our heads. The voice, the sweet voice, the loving voice, the powerful healing voice of our loving God. Yeah. We need to more and more become more aware that we need to be a people that know his voice, that hear his voice that love and delight in his voice, and that obey his voice. And that's what I want to talk about tonight. Just a simple reminder about the fact that we have a God who speaks, a God who has a voice, and it's a voice that we must enjoy, that we must delight in, and a, a voice that we must make room in our, in our lives to listen to. So tonight, my message is just simply called that, The Voice. We're going to learn a little bit about The Voice the voice of God. And to do that, we're going to turn to his word, and we're going to just be reading from John chapter 10, verses 1 to 5. If you have your Bibles, please turn there. If you don't, I'll read it to you, and uh, it will be up on the screen so you can follow it, okay? So John 10, verses 1 to 5. This is Jesus speaking. He says, very truly I tell you Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the ship and by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. In case you're wondering, this is a parable, and Jesus often taught in parables. And a parable is simply a story that makes a point. And the point of this story is simply this, that Jesus is our shepherd, shepherd, and he speaks. 
And us, as his sheep, should be able to recognize his voice. That's the point of this parable. And there's also a few other things that I think that we can learn and be reminded about and be encouraged about again in this parable about the fact that God speaks and God speaks today. Okay? So the first thing that I want to simply look at, starting from verse 3, is this, is that God's voice is real. We need to establish that. We need to establish the fact that God speaks, that God actually has a voice and he speaks to us. Verse 3 says this, The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. God has a voice. He's not some weird, far-off God, some hermit sitting on a cloud somewhere who's hiding from his people. No, he's a God who speaks. He's a God that interacts with us. And as this verse says, he's a God that calls us by name. He knows our name and he calls us. He talks to us. He wants to be involved in our lives. That's why I know that God speaks. And I, a lot of people really struggle with this concept. A lot of people haven't heard God speak for a long time. They forget that he speaks. Or some people have never heard God at all. But God speaks to his sheep. Jesus is teaching us right here that God is a God who interacts, who is interested in our lives, who calls us by name and wants to do life with us and wants to be with us. He wants to speak to his people in every situation. No matter what the situation is, we have a God that can speak to you. Remember, even my, my wife, when she was giving birth to our number four, it was so funny. We, this, this thing was taking a long time to come out. Okay, everything was going well, uh, but for whatever reason, I don't know, she couldn't get her act together. The, it just, just could, wouldn't come out. I don't know, it was just, everything was going well, and they, they were about to interfere. Uh, and my wife is still going, huffing and puffing. I'm like, come on, just how hard can it be? Just pop the thing out, come on. You know? But anyway, she was just, she, she couldn't do it, she kept going. And then there was, this, and she was screaming and howling. And then there was this, then there was this silence. Then she suddenly stops. And this is what she says, she yells out, Yes, I'm ready. Here it comes. And pop, this thing comes out. This out of nowhere. Yes, I'm ready. Here it comes. Then afterwards, my wife actually said to me that she came as close as possible to ever hearing the audible voice of God. She actually heard the voice of God. She actually, in the midst of her pain, in the midst of her trauma, in the midst of this thing not coming out like it was supposed to come out, she said, her testimony is ask her about it. It's amazing that she almost heard God say to her, okay, are you ready for this baby now, are you ready for this baby to come out? And she said, yes, I am. And here it comes. And that's why we were able to hear, the, hear the, um, uh, those words coming from her mouth. Because God speaks in any situation, in every circumstance. It doesn't matter if you're in the middle of, of labor pains. It doesn't matter how quiet, how loud it is. G- Sorry, God will speak to you. God is a God who interacts. God is a God that wants to reveal himself to us through his incredible, incredible voice. And another reason why I know that God speaks to us is because of the myriad of examples that we have in the Bible. In his word, we can see that God speaks to people over and over again. Just a few examples here. God spoke to Adam and said, take care of my creation. God spoke to Noah and said, build an ark. God spoke to Abraham and said, leave your birthplace and go to the land flowing with milk and honey that I have prepared for you. God spoke to Isaac and said, don't go to Egypt, but stay here in the desert and I'll provide. God spoke to Moses and said, free my people. God spoke to the prophets, to the judges, to the priests, to the kings, to the apostles, to Paul, to Cornelius. The Bible is replete with examples of God speaking to his his people. And just like he speaks to his people, God wants to speak to you. 
God doesn't want to ignore you. They weren't any better than you. They're not more special than you. God also wants to interact with you and speak into your life because God has a voice. And one of the greatest promises that Jesus makes in regards of God wanting to speak to us, uh, I'll just read it to you. It's in John 16, verse 13. He simply says this about the Holy Spirit. He says, when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. Don't tell me that God doesn't speak. Don't tell me that God is a silent God. Don't tell me that God doesn't have a voice. God will speak to you. Jesus promises that he will live in you through his spirit. And that spirit will lead you, will speak to you, and will reveal things to you about things to come. That's an incredible, incredible promise. So just as a foundation to today, I just want to make absolutely clear that God has a voice and God speaks. Amen? Okay. Something else that I want to talk about tonight is that, yes, his voice is real, but also, very importantly, it's there for a reason. And the reason is simply this, that his voice is there to lead us. His voice leads. We need to allow his voice to lead. In verse 4, we read this. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them. We need to realize that his voice leads. That's why it's there. That's why he speaks, so that we can tune into it, so that we can tap into his plans and purposes, so that we can hear what he wants to do with us and through us, so that he can take us from where we are to where we need to go. Because God's voice is there to lead. That's why it says here that um, he goes ahead of them. That's what a leader does. A leader goes first, and then he calls his people. God's voice is there to lead you. And he's there to lead you for one really important reason. Because you're going to be led by something. Something will lead you. In your testing, in your triumph, in your trial, in your temptation, in your tribulation, in your circumstance, in whatever you are in right now, something is speaking to you. Something is leading you. And my contention to you tonight is simply this, that what should be leading you, if you are his disciple, is his voice. Not your fears. Not your failures. Not the seemingly insurmountable situations and circumstances. Not foolish advice. Not your own thoughts. Not your own ideas. Not the ideas of the world, but the voice of the living God. His voice leads. And we need to be a people who allow His voice to lead us because something will lead you. You will follow a voice. You're not neutral. You will follow someone's voice. And again, my contention, my challenge to you tonight is that we must be a people that hear God's voice and are able to be led by his voice because that's why he is there. One of my favorite things to do with my son, um, we like to climb Mount Lofty. It's great fun. Love it. Yeah, it's good fun. And uh, I, get, I get him to myself for a couple of hours and it's great. And I can speak to him and I can lead him and I can guide him. And one of the reasons why he's able to make it to the top of Mount Lofty is because of my voice. That's why he's able to make it. He's only seven years old. But because of my voice, when he's about to get lost, I can redirect him. 
because he hears my voice, he recognizes my voice. When he's about to give up, I can encourage him. I say, come on, those little muscles of yours can make it. They're so strong. They're stronger than any mountain. Like, come on, get up there. You can do it. When he's about to give up, he hears my voice. My voice gets him there. When he gets to the top, I encourage him and say, well done, you did it. My voice celebrates with him. And that's what God wants to do with us. He is our father. That's why he wants to lead us. That's why he wants to guide us so that he can take us to the top of our Mount Loftus, whatever that may be. So he can take you from where you are to where you need to be so that he can encourage you when you need to be encouraged, so that he can heal you when you need to be healed, that he can direct you when you need to be directed because God is a God who leads, who has a voice, who is your father. He wants to talk to you. He wants to speak to you. We need to allow God's voice to lead us because that's why it is there. And in this uh, parable, we also find out something really important about Jesus. The fact that he's a shepherd. He calls himself our shepherd. That's crucially important because that's exactly what a shepherd does. That's what a good shepherd does. A good shepherd leads. A good shepherd provides. A good shepherd protects. And that's what Jesus wants to do in your, in your life. But he can't do it if you don't listen to his voice and follow his voice. If you don't recognize his voice. You need to allow Jesus to become the shepherd of your life by being able to recognize his voice and follow his voice. That's why he calls himself the shepherd of our, of our lives. And um, I know a lot of us know this psalm. It's, it's Psalm 23. It's a beautiful psalm. I'm just going to remind you of it tonight because I love it. And I think it's very pertinent to this uh, point right here because he calls himself. He says, the Lord, this is David speaking about Jesus, about God. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. <sighs> I like the sound of that. Who wants a bit of that? Who wants some refreshment for their soul? Who wants some quiet waters to lay beside? Now, this doesn't mean the absence of trial and problems and issues doesn't mean the uh, absence of sufferings. It's not, that's not the promise here. The promise is that in those things, you can find peace. In those things, you can find joy. In those things, you can find hope. They are the still quiet waters that God promises. They are the, um, the, the rest for your soul that he promises. That when you hear his voice, you can find the encouraging encouragement, the leading, the guidance the purpose and the hope that you need because he is our shepherd and that's where he wants to take you. If you're not there, if you're not beside those quiet waters tonight, whether you're in a good place or a bad place, it doesn't matter. The promise is that if you are in God, you can experience his strength, you can experience his joy, you can experience his comfort in that situation. And my challenge to all of us tonight is simply this, that if we're not where this shepherd can lead us, then quite possibly we have followed a different shepherd. A shepherd that we should have ignored. A shepherd that we should have never listened to. So let's just challenge ourselves and ask ourselves, okay, where am I tonight? Which voice have I been led by? Which voice have I, have I followed? Have I followed the shepherd's voice? Or have I followed some other voice? Because as we hear in this incredible parable, this great teaching that Jesus did, his voice is there to lead us. Amen? Something else that we can learn from this um, quick parable is this, in, in verse 4, uh, is that his voice 
It's not just real. It's not just there to lead us, but that his voice is known. His voice should be known. In verse 4, it continues to say this, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. His sheep are his disciples. His sheep are his believers. His children, you and me, we should be a people who know his voice, who recognize his voice, who follow his voice, and as I said at the start, who delight in obeying his voice. So my question to you tonight is this, how do you know his voice? Do you know how to listen to God's voice? When was the last time that you heard God speak to you? When was the last time that you felt his leading? Do you have an active, interactive relationship with the living God? I tell you, I, 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 tr- I firmly believe that not a day should go by where we don't hear his voice, where we are not led by the good shepherd's voice. Because that's exactly what he wants to do. As our Heavenly Father, he wants to live with us and encourage us and interact with us and speak to us on a constant basis. I, I, I truly believe that. Not that, not, that he, not that he speaks to us all the time, 24-7, but that he will never stop speaking to us. There will never be, there will never be a day where we can't just get before his presence and say, God, I need you. Lead me. Speak to me. You're a God who has a voice. You're a good shepherd who has a voice. I'm sick of being led by everything else. I'm sick of being led by my emotions, by my fears, by my failures, by what the enemy says, by what my enemies say, by what the world, what the media, I'm, I, it doesn't lead me anywhere. Now, God, now you lead me. In this situation, God, I want to hear from you. You speak to me. That's the type of people that we need to become. Now, I'm just going to give you a few practical uh, tips I, that I, I have found useful in the past uh, in regards to being able to hear God's voice. Because I'm hoping that I've, I've made that case quite clear. I've laid the foundation that God speaks and, and the, the main reason why he speaks. Now, how, how we do this, I, th- I think it's also important to mention and that there's different ways of doing it. I know different people hear from God uh, in, in, in different ways. Um, and I'm just going to give you a few practical tips. Can I do that tonight? Firstly, this. This is the main way that God speaks Today. This is the main way that the good shepherd wants to lead us, through his word. He has already spoken. This is his spoken word. This is his leading word. This is his guiding word. And I have to confess, really, this is the, the main way that God speaks to me. I have had the odd, like a handful of prophetic dreams in the past where I've dreamed something and it's come to pass, but I don't get many of those. And I, and I certainly, I'm not one of those people that gets words of knowledge or prophecy. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have those gifts. Some of you have. I know you have. I've seen you operate in them. Okay? Some of you would even contest to having heard the audible voice of God. I never have. I never have. But some of you do. I, I don't know. But this is one way that I know God speaks to me. He speaks to me through his word. I know that in, 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 in whatever situation, whatever circumstance I find myself in, and I, and I ask God, give me your leading, give me your guidance, give me your reassurance, give me your direction, invariably, he'll drop a scripture in my heart. And it's the right scripture at the right time for the right situation. But for him to be able to do that, the scriptures must be in there in the first place. So you have to read, read his word and become familiar with his word. And then God will speak to you through it. So I urge you, study his word, love his word, understand his word, get it into you. And I tell you, if, if you feel like you're in a dry place when it comes to hearing from, the, from, the, from God and hearing his voice, this is going to help you. Get his word into you 
Get into praying, and I tell you, God will just remind you of things. God will speak to you. You will have a living, breathing, tangible, practical um, relationship with God where you hear his voice on a constant basis. So this is one way. This is the primary way, I believe, that he speaks to people, and definitely the primary way that he speaks to me, through his word. Another way that God speaks to us, and I would urge everyone to do this, is to shut everything else up. There comes a time where you need to shut every other voice up. I've got four children. My three-year-old is very softly spoken. When we're in the car, I can't hear her voice. Her sister's normally singing at the top of her voice. Her son that you heard scream on the screen tonight, he's normally making some kind of weird, random observation about the universe because uh, he, thinks, he, he thinks he's a little theologian. He, and he actually bamboozles me with some of his uh, comments. But anyway, uh, so he's making some kind of weird, random remark. Uh, my, my baby's screaming her head off. My wife is asking me if we're lost. So I, and my little one is just trying to say something. I, I can't hear what she's saying. So I say, shush, everyone be quiet. I can't hear Elena. And then quiet. And then, yes, darling. And then I can hear a little soft voice, but only because I have shut everything else up. <laughs> and that's what we need to do with God. God is up there wanting to speak to us. Are we making the time? Something that Tone encouraged us uh, about as leaders on Friday is just to make time where you, you, you go silent before God, you stand silent before God, and you are able to spend time in absolute silence with Him. Some people say, I never hear from God. Some people say, I haven't heard from God for a long time. Well, when was the last time that you actually shut the world up for five minutes and spend some time in silence with him? He's, he's speaking. He's speaking now. He's speaking right now to you. You just need to set aside a time where you just shut everything the heck up. Except me right now. I've got a few more points to make. All right. So... That's number two. Number three, something else that I, I would encourage us to do is simply to wait. When you've asked, when you've sought the Lord, when you've entered his, his presence, just, just wait. The Bible tells us that those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. Maybe just take a bit of time. Don't just in the business of, your, of life or maybe in, in lack of faith because you've asked God, but you don't really believe he's going to hear, for, you, know, hear you or, or provide for you. Just, just get before him and just say, God, this is my situation. This is my need right now. This is my want. Instead of running away after you've asked, just wait. Wait upon him. Wait for that impression. Wait for that voice. Wait for that scripture. Wait for that image. Wait for that person. It'll happen. Those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. And the reason why they'll renew their strength is God will intervene. God will interact. God will bring revelation. God will bring understanding. God will bring his incredible voice. So maybe just employ the, uh, the habit of waiting upon the Lord. Something else that works for me is to look. Look around. Look at circumstances. Look at what's around you. God speaks to us through circumstances. Oswald Chambers um, calls God the engineer of our circumstances. He engineers things. He puts things in our lives to speak to us, to tell us what we should be doing, where we need to be what we should be doing. Jesus says this, a man can receive nothing that is not given him from heaven. So our circumstances can speak loudly. If you've cried out for that person, that person hasn't arrived yet, that's your circumstance. That's God saying, not yet. If you've been praying for God to take you out of a certain situation and it hasn't happened, maybe God is saying to you, not yet. I've got things that I need you to do there right now. 
You know, look around you. I do believe that God opens and shuts the right doors. I truly believe that. Sometimes I've, I haven't known what to pray for. I don't know if I'm the will of God. My wife and I have been wanting to do things, and I'm always going, well, God, you show us. You show I, I give up. I don't know. Uh, this isn't a formula. None of these are formulas. These are just things that have worked for me, and that, that, that you're, you're welcome to, to give it a go. Not any one of these is you know, the definitive word of God, but um, you know, we've, we've asked, we said, God, if, if this is your will that we do this, then make it happen. If it's not, then, then stop us. You know? And inevitably, God answers, and he creates situations where you may advance or you may not. So look. Look around, around at your circumstances. God, I truly believe, is sovereign and God will engineer your situation and your circumstance. And you may just be in the place where you may resent that you are, but it may be exactly the place where you need to be because God engineers our circumstances. Something else that we can do is also ask others. Ask other people. God speaks to us through us. I've never made any big decision in my life without asking other people, without seeking counsel. I truly, I truly believe God will often confirm his word through us. I know someone in my connect group uh, wanted to just hear more from God so that that could help other people. And uh, about a week and a half ago, I received a text from this person. I'm not going to embarrass them. I'm not going to reveal the situation. But I was, I was just trying to work something out in my head. I had this situation, this confrontation with my own mind. I was trying to work something out. I, I, could, I, couldn't, I couldn't for the life of me sort it out for, my, for, my, for myself. And I just sat down, threw my Bible down, I'm, I'm praying to God. I'm like, God, I just don't know what to do. At that precise moment, I get a text. At that precise moment, with the answer to my question, this person encouraging me to persevere in this one area. At that precise moment, don't tell me God doesn't speak. Don't tell me God doesn't speak through others. We remain connected. I tell you, God will speak to you because God has a voice that should lead us and encourage us. We need to also obey. If you haven't obeyed the last thing that God asked you to do, chances are he's not going to speak to you again until you do what you've been told to do. Some of you know what you need to do. Some of you know what you need to stop doing. And you're still seeking and asking, God, speak to me. You've got the answer. You didn't like it, so you're ignoring it. So you're still saying, God, speak to me. Any, a sign, any sign. When I was thinking about um, my wife giving birth to our fourth, I remember we wanted to bring, get got a bit spiritual with the naming of our children, and uh, I wanted to bring, bring God into the picture. And I said, God, you name my fourth child. Give me a name. Give me an impression. I went through all this list. And um, not, look, there's nothing wrong with the, with the name Elizabeth. So I don't want to offend anybody, okay? But when I prayed this prayer, I felt in my heart the name Elizabeth for my fourth child. I didn't want to name my, my child Elizabeth. I just didn't. So I ignored it and I kept praying, God, any sign, any name, come on. And as I kept saying that, I just, the, the sense um, that I should name her Elizabeth grew louder and longer, stronger and stronger. And so I did my resolve to ignore it. I ignored the, the, the voice from God and I thought, no, I'm not going to name Elizabeth. I, just, I love the name Elizabeth. It's fine. I just not, I didn't, didn't want to name my child Elizabeth. Uh, any Elizabeths here tonight? No? Anyone with relatives, mums? Sorry. It's not, no offense. It's a beautiful name. Anyway, uh, so we, we, we came to giving birth, and we still hadn't named, thought of a name for the child. Um, and uh, my wife said to me on the day, what about Isabel? 
What about the name Isabel? We go, oh, I love the name Isabel. Okay, we'll go with Isabel. Isabel it is. So we named our fourth child, fourth child Isabel. I thought about, oh, I might just look up what it means. It is the Spanish version of Elizabeth. God had his way. Give him a clap. He's, he's clever like that. He's clever like that. So, obey. <laughs> obey, trust me. It's a lot easier. Sometimes you just need to obey the last thing that God's spoken to you about so that you can hear from him again. And the last thing that I'll quickly talk about tonight, I've got a few others, but just for the sake of time, I think I've said enough. The last one that has helped me is to flee. Flee. Know when to flee. And I'm pretty sure I've got this scripture up on the screen that you can have a look at. This uh, parable finishes like this. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. God's disciples, God's sheep, those who truly love him and obey him, know his voice. This parable tells us that when his sheep hear another voice, what do they do? They run. They run like mad. They run the other way. They flee. Some of us need to flee. Some of us need to flee from certain situations, relationships, people. I don't know. Sometimes we just need to flee so that we can stop hearing those voices and at last hear the voice of the living God. Can I coin a new theological term? I come up with it. Um, I call it, we need to become holy cowards. I think sometimes we need to become holy cowards. I know my limitations. I know there are certain things that I just shouldn't expose myself to, certain places I shouldn't go to, certain, certain people I shouldn't have. I know that. Not because they're, they're weak, but because my own weakness. And I need to run away. I need to look, be like Joseph and just run. Just run the other way. I know my weaknesses. I need to flee. And it is the moment that I flee from the situations that once again, God is able to speak to me because I have silenced those voices. So maybe so we can hear the word of God. Maybe some of us need to flee. Can I just pray for us before I hand back to Tony? I'd love just to end up in prayer. None of this is possible without the help of God's spirit at work in our lives. And I'd love just to um, conclude like that just before I hand back to Tony. Heavenly Father, we just wanna, I want to thank you tonight for your word, for the riches of your word, for the encouragement that your word is and all that we can glean from it. Father, I just pray that tonight, those who are here tonight who have never heard your voice would open themselves up to the leading and guiding of your incredible, loving, healing voice, even for the first time. Father, those of us who have tasted of your goodness, those of us who are here tonight who have heard your voice, but for whatever reason, your voice has gone quiet, has gone silent. Father, I pray that tonight you would speak afresh. Lord, I pray that you would help us to make the right adjustment in our hearts, the right shifting in our our thinking. I pray, Lord God, that by the power of your spirit, you would so move us and that you so convict us in the areas that we need to work on, that you may be able to be heard, that your voice may once again reign supreme in our lives, in our hearts. And Father, I ask that you would do this for the glory of your precious name. Amen. This is the end of the message. Thank you for taking the time to listen. God bless.